Good evening. As always, I want to thank you for uh, watching or listening to this devotion. I want to just take a moment to uh, just thank you for uh, your prayers this week, Ian, and all those who reached out. I, I did not have the COVID. I did have to spend a couple days in the hospital for some medical issues. Uh, but I got out this afternoon and I'm back to work. I'm doing well. Uh, I'm going to take it easy for a couple weeks, but I'm back at it. Uh, we started last week a series on the 23rd Psalm. If you remember, I'm just going to read it to you. That way you can hear from God, not from me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We talked about God's provision. God has a desire to meet our needs. We looked at, <clears throat> he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. And we talked about how um, green pastures is a, a reference to rest and how we need to let our anxieties go and trust him. The waters, the restoration, the, the healing, the rejuvenating power of clean, good water, the peacefulness. This verse two gives us a safe place to run in the moments of anxiety, the moments of difficulty and challenges. That's who he is. Uh, but in verse three, as we continue on, says he restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Um, this word for restores my soul uh, really just means to bring your strength back, uh, vitality. Uh, I won't go into great detail about uh, my hospital stay, uh, but uh, I ended up having to get a, a couple of uh, pints of blood and a blood transfusion. I uh, had gotten very weak and uh, kind of passed out, etc., uh, and it was amazing how getting that back in my system, uh, getting the blood uh, loss shut off, uh, ended up giving me strength. I began to get my color back. I began to uh, get my strength back. Uh, why? Because what had been missing had been restored. And what you and I need to realize is the longer we live this life, and the more we go through, the more weary we can be. The more people hurt us, the more we struggle in our own personal life, the more that we can feel drained. But yet he says here that he is the restorer of your soul. And so tonight, if you've really felt burnt out, if you felt wore out, if you felt run down, if you just feel like your spiritual battery is on empty, then spend time with him. Really know who he is and learn who he is and find out what he wants to do in your life because it will restore you. It, then it goes, he leads me in the paths of righteousness. This is really the idea that he leads us in safety. He leads us down paths of obedience and protection. Now you say, wait a second, Jake, that means I won't have any problems. I won't have any challenges. I'll never get sick. No, no. But what you won't do is you won't bring more harm into your life. 
You see, many times God brings things into our life that we have no control over. Difficulties, challenge, trials. But many times we bring that stuff into our own life through the sin that we have, through the choices that we make. And because of that, our disobedience brings us more trouble than what we should be in. But he teaches us here that as he leads us in those paths of righteousness, paths of obedience, we will always have his protection. We'll always have his provision. And so while I might not understand the health issues that I'm going through, I am praying that the Lord is using it and working. I had the wonderful privilege to witness to many of the nurses that I had these last two days. Uh, one of them is supposed to be at church here in a couple of weeks on Sunday night. And so I just have to trust that as I go through things and you go through things, that the Lord is leading us, that he is keeping us safe. But look what it says there at the end of verse 3, for his name's sake. You see, when Jake Gray gets into sin and brings hardships and trials into my life, uh, the Bible says that I can do great harm to the testimony of Christ and what he is trying to do. But if I go through trials and tribulations that I haven't caused and the Lord has allowed me to, then that is a wonderful opportunity for me to show people that God is with me, that God is faithful, that God cares about me. So for instance, if I'm at a ball game and someone is uh, spreading lies about me, uh, that is an opportunity for me to respond in grace and mercy. God has allowed that to happen, but he can be glorified. If I'm at that same ball game, and I'm screaming and cussing and yelling at the official, uh, that is a trial and tribulation that I've brought into my own life, and that brings reproach to the name of Christ, not an opportunity of honor. Uh, many of you might have saw uh, the Little League World Series this last week. There was a young man who uh, threw an inside fastball and hit a kid on the helmet in the head. Kid went down and uh, was kind of hurt, but shook it off and went to first base. Uh, but the game could not continue because the pitcher was so upset. He was just sobbing because he had hit this boy. He thought he had hurt this boy. And um, the first baseman who had been hit by the pitch came out and gave the kid a hug, told him it would be okay. Uh, why? Because he was extending grace and mercy. And so could he, that boy screamed and cussed and charged the mound and the parents cleared the benches and Yes, they could have, but it would not have been a testimony to who Christ is. But yet that boy doing that showed a wonderful element of sportsmanship, excuse me. So it's so important. And it's important to know how you are being led because in verse four it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now, this word for death can mean a couple of different things, and it can be used a couple of different ways. Some, it can mean deep darkness. Some, it can be physical death. But I think when you look at this, the best interpretation, in my opinion, uh, opinion is that it is both. That it is when you feel like your life is the most hopeless, 
whether it's sitting by the bedside of a loved one, whether it's taking your last few breaths before you leave this world, uh, whether it is going through a moment of great depression, the lowest that you could be, God wants you to hear five words that can forever change your mind and your life. I will fear no evil. Now, friends, I'm not saying that you should go play in the street and, and jump out in front of oncoming traffic. But a Christian who is controlled by fear is not where God wants them to be. And over the last couple of years, we've watched church overwhelmed by fear. A nation overwhelmed by fear. And we should expect that from the world. We should expect these lost politicians to try to cause us to fear. But for those of us who know the Lord, this is what we believe. I will not fear. I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. God's with me in every trial of life. God's with me in every doctor visit. God's with me in every difficult meeting. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He says literally that he will protect you. He will fight off your enemies. He will care for you. You just have to believe him. You just have to believe him. Uh, I got in some trouble this weekend. Uh, I had told the hospital that I was ready to go. Uh, didn't want to be resuscitated, all those things, you know, and, and, uh, uh, needless to say, my, my wife heard about that and was not very happy. And so that was not the game plan. <laughs> um, but I, I just believe that. I believe that, that, uh, heaven is sweeter than this world is going to be. I believe that the presence of God is everything that we need. And when the Lord is ready for us, we should not fear. We should just believe and trust that he is going to do what he promised to do. And so as always, I just want you to know that I'm praying for you. If I can help you or do anything for you at all, please let us know. And Lord willing, I'll see you tomorrow night.